This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. Welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Jermaine Flood. Before we hit the road, let me welcome my traveling partner right now. And we'll welcome the other traveling partner a little later, Jay White, to the show. You said traveling partner right now. Am I, <laughs> am I about to get fired or something? <laughs> You're the only one in right now. That's okay. <laughs> What's going on, Jay? It's no, another much. Friday. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's going on with you possibly uh, this weekend? I don't, I don't have a plan right now. Yeah. Except for we've scattered the kids about. So that we, it's open. It's an open book. Ain't no telling. And there's something about looking at the schedule and then there's nothing being on it that's kind of exciting. Yeah. So it could go anywhere. Yeah. So I'm extra interested in what you have today because you <laughs> might plan out a bunch of my weekend. Right. I could I could possibly do that. Could we could just hop in the car and go anywhere. Yeah. With no kids. Yeah. You could do anything. Yeah. <laughs> we, can, we can actually plan what we're going to do and not have them plan it for us. On a whim. Right. Yeah. So, right. Something about us letting them do that is part of the problem. But that's anyway, that's, not, that's, that's neither here nor there. That's some good stuff. Yeah. When you get two adults who have nothing to do, but if, you, if you're looking for something, this is definitely the place to look for it. Absolutely. The other traveling partner... Is is coming in? I know he was uh, he was traveling on Eastern time. He was on Eastern and time. Thought he was fifty two minutes early. Yeah, that's because I be I be on the East Coast and stuff like that. He says he he's yeah. on the East Coast so much. Right, right, right. That his EST and CST are mixed. <laughs> I like the way you said that. Kamel King, welcome to your show. <laughs> so so sorry. So sorry. No, I mean, you're a busy man. Have you been visiting Mississippi and that's what kept you from getting here? There you go. <laughs> I've been enjoying the festivities of the Jackson Indie Music Week. I know you Ooh, have. Very good. Very yes. good. I yes. know you have. You've got something coming up, too, don't you? You're I a busy do, man. But, but you're I really t- busy. But I tell you, last night was, hey. Anyway, <laughs> uh, last night was epic. Do you mind if I share a little Please. bit about it? No, Please. No, share it. I mean, I'm just coming in, just just walking in, walk in the door. Start That's talking. how I do things. See, walk Jay, in the door, start talking. Jay's got an open weekend. He has no clue what he's doing, but you are definitely on this morning. I'm definitely. I'm, I'm on. I'm on. Well, so what happened? But yes, uh, last night was the eighth annual Icon Awards uh, for the Jackson yep. Indie Music Week. Yep. Which that award show and that award is uh, becoming a staple in the community. Yeah. It, it really is. It, means something yeah uh where the tastemakers of the music industry of all forms uh, are honored and Mm -hmm. so last night i had the honor of being a part of it and we honored my my mentor and like a father figure to me uh, mike frescona jr who i've worked for since i've gotten out of law school i've practiced uh at his firm our Frescona Law Group, and we honored Reese and Bigelow, who Yay. are clients of mine. Yep. And I mean, they just, that was awesome. Yep. And then Queen Dorothy Moore, who also is a good friend and client of mine. So it was just, I mean, the room was packed. The energy was great. 
I mean, Reese and Bigelow got their flowers, you know, and of course told their story. Their, you know, what I call a Cinderella story, but yeah. I said they're not Disney princesses, and their story <laughs> isn't from Disney. Okay, <laughs> but uh, yes, and 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 so honored to be able to, uh, uh, you know, give the Icon Award went to Mr. Frescona, who's just a maverick mm-hmm. entertainment attorney, businessman, mm-hmm. and entrepreneur mm-hmm. who I've learned so much uh, from. Uh, he and my father are my, are my mentors. Mm-hmm. What's up, pops? Oh. And then, uh, you know, and then Dorothy Moore, who is just the queen, yeah. the monarch of, of Mississippi. Of course. Yes. So and she it, was it honored. Was great. It that was great. That sounds good. The performances was great. Brad and the entire team did a great job. Right. In your capacity as uh, entertainment attorney, you've been you've been making some big strides lately, haven't you? Uh, no. <laughs> My client's been making some big strides. That's for you, too, Kamel. Yeah. That's for you, too. Well, so to congratulations to, to you on all of your, your accomplishments. Man, I just thank God. And I said like an ace agent right there. No, my clients are the ones doing all the work. That's right. right. They're doing all the business. That's, that's how right. That's how yeah. he, he, you know, he's, right. he's, he speaks so well. Show me the money. Oh, my God. I'm Show me the money. <laughs> that's what he said. No, You're so crazy. He's so humble. But if you want to um, meet Kamel, you can do that. Tomorrow. Yes. January 14th. You can at least see him on the Do the Knowledge panel. That is part of Jackson Music. You know, when you made it, when you're on a panel. Oh, yeah. When you you were part of a panel, when somebody (laughs) put together a panel and they said, you know what, we need that guy for the panel, and you're that guy, man, you've made it. I I beg to be on it, actually. He sent about a hundred emails. Yeah, I beg to be honest. (laughs) No one knows that unless you told them. So what does that mean? Well, no no one knows that unless you tell them. There you go. Well, I told (laughs) On the program, it just says Kamel King, part of the the panel. But if you look at the picture, Kamel has first placement on photo. Did you know that? I did not know that. So that's headliner placement. I don't think that was intentional. Who's his agent? Uh, Himself. Uh I answer all calls and I clean the bathroom. I need to call him. I need to call him. <laughs> you excited about this? Do the knowledge panel? Oh man, I always am. It's man, just the the artists that come out and uh, you know and participate. Uh, the questions that I ask, the panel is usually dynamic. Mm-hmm. I mean, people of all backgrounds, from attorneys to right. managers to tour managers to uh, independent artists. I mean, it's so much. And then it's just an open forum for all of the. Artists and and anybody in the music industry, period, are able to just ask away. Yeah, and it's it's great. It sounds great. good. So Tito Lopez is the artist Tito on the Lopez. panel. He's he's the artist on yes. the panel. Bobby Carter, producer of NPR's Tiny Desk. Nice. He's on panel. Fallon Brewster, artist manager. Nice. I think I may have met Fallon one day. I I, I don't. I, we interviewed our circles. Fallon. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we did interview Fallon. Fallon. I, yep, remember, yep. I remember. I remember that. She manages for Washington. Right. Right. Got mm-hmm. Coke. Two times Grammy nominated artist, mm-hmm. um, and then of course hometown favorite DJ Finesse. That's gonna be great. Yeah, core DJ. Finesse DJs. got a man. Finesse got a. You already know he got a lot of knowledge. Right, he does. Yeah. He does. So that's gonna be tomorrow, January fourteenth, twelve p.m. at the Synergy Link. That's one thirty-five Bound Street in Jackson. You can see Kamel in person right there if mm. you go there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's good stuff, Kamel. Man, you're mm-hmm. always making strides, making moves. <sighs> And schedule packed. Mm. (laughs) I need to unpack it. (laughs) Schedule packed. Well, we're going to unpack a little bit right now with our first stop of the day. That's taking us to golf.
Gulfport for the Mississippi Writers Trail Marker dedication for American poet Natasha Trethaway happening Tuesday, January 17th. And in with us right now to tell us more is Kristen Branch. She's the Art Industry Director for the Mississippi Arts Commission. Kristen, welcome to Next Stop Mississippi. Well, thank you for having me on. Thank you so much for coming on. I want to know more about you and your work with the Mississippi Arts Commission as Arts Industry Director. It's a very important sounding position. Kristen is awesome. What does it all... She is awesome. She's awesome. What does it all entail? So a big part of what I do is manage a program of grants that benefit artists, arts organizations, and arts projects across the state. I also work to manage programs that, like the Mississippi Writers' Trail and professional development workshops for artists and arts organizations. So I like to think that my role is in a big part to support artists and arts organizations across the state and enable them to do the amazing things that they're doing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, Kristen. I mean, Mississippi Arts Commission is definitely a, a creative place, and it, it holds a lot of creative people. One of those people is a former employee of ours, Ellie Banks. So I already know the Arts Commission is is in good hands with between you and Ellie. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It is in good hands, such good hands. So let's talk about the marker dedication that's coming up for Kristen, uh, I'm not you, Kristen, but that's coming up for American poet Natasha Trethaway. How important is it that we dedicate a marker to her? Um, she's a two-time U.S. Poet Laureate, former U.S. Uh, former Mississippi Poet Laureate, Pulitzer Prize-winning author of uh, Native Guard and other poems dedicated to not just Mississippi, but her interpretation and her memory and her engagement with uh, living here and growing here. And I think that Mississippi has touched her work in such an important way, and her work has in turn come to shape Mississippi in some really important ways. When her copy, uh, when her book Elegy for Native Guard was out uh, right before she had written it, she was trying to grapple with the memory of her childhood in Mississippi and how the place looked different than she remembered it. Mm-hmm. And right before it was released, Katrina happened, and she had to deal with that kind of figurative loss in a more substantial and concrete way. Right. Mm. So I think that after Katrina, that really uh, elevated the understanding and the, the reach of that work. Right, right. You speak That's so well. I just want you to know that you've got a great choice of words. <laughs> Today like is it. the Speak Well group. I'm telling you, she speaks. But, you, you know, just to give the listeners a little background on the Mississippi Riders Trail, right. it's one of the uh, trail systems uh, that we have. Of course, the Blues Trail, the Country Music Trail, and the Freedom Trail. Mm-hmm. And the Riders Trail is the newest addition. Uh, it's the youngest, but it's so needed, and it was, and it's so awesome. Right. And uh, Mississippi Arts Commission and, and Chris and all of them have joined hands uh, with Visit Mississippi uh, to produce the Writer's Trail. So it's really one of the only uh, by-agency produced trails, and they do so much to produce it. So can you talk about the importance of the, the Writer's Trail? Absolutely. We got our start in 2018 when the National Endowment for the Humanities gave us seed money to do the first 10 markers on the trail, and we were able to stretch that out, I think, and make 12. Mm-hmm. Um Featuring writers like Eudora Welty, William Faulkner, Tennessee Williams, Margaret Walker Alexander, and Ida B. Wells. Mm -hmm. 
We've since secured additional grant funds and private donations to be able to continue making markers. So we do this entirely with uh, fundraised dollars. So we like to try to make the most out of everything that we get. And we'll be having more markers coming in the ground uh, supported by the Mississippi Delta National Heritage Area, and Natasha Trethaway's marker was supported by the Mississippi Gulf Coast National Heritage Area. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that one of the most impressive parts of participating in this program has been going to all of the unveilings, and I'm so looking forward to next week's because it pulls together literary-minded people, people whose families who were touched by these works, families of the writers themselves, students and mentees who are able to come and share about how these writers touch their lives in a direct way. Mm-hmm. And it's a way that we can capture the stories and that impact. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, shout out to, the, to, to people donating their time and money to support things like this. Like, yes, you know, we work on, on, on listener support, too, mm-hmm. so we understand. That's awesome when people uh, don't just rely on corporations or – you know, uh, groups that have been put together to right. help the arts when people are actually jumping in that financially. That's a big deal. Because, yes, it is. You know, so often uh, that, you know, the arts kind of gets left behind after all the regular things that happen and the laws mm-hmm. and all the stuff that we got to pay for. And then, you know, everybody's got to do sports and stuff like that. And the arts a lot of times gets left behind. So people making a choice to spend their time and money and effort pulling arts along mm-hmm. is which is so essential that's an awesome thing mac that is, is an awesome yeah and mac has been so essential in absolutely that, that mm-hmm. is awesome that's some good stuff so do the markers all look the same Camille? is it the same type of marker you that you want to describe what the markers versus like? i guess the 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 blues trail markers exactly. and the, they're yeah, actually but, very different from the blues trail markers there are no images on the cast aluminum markers they're shaped like an open book and they're this kind of eggshell cream color so they look like pages and mm-hmm. the text of the marker looks like it's written across those pages right so they have the author's name at the top and then mississippi writers trail across the bottom and you can see these here in jackson at the eudora welty house and gardens and at jackson state university where margaret walker alexander's marker is located okay mm-hmm. okay so i can actually lay my eyes on one of those oh yeah okay. yeah and they're distinctly different than all of the other trail markers which i think that was very intentional wasn't it we were definitely going for longevity and easy to read. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can read it without coming up on it directly. Yeah, okay. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's good stuff. Good stuff. So back to Natasha Treatherway. Will she be in attendance for this marker dedication? She will be in attendance. She'll be uh, giving her remarks at the unveiling and will also be featured on a PBS uh, filmed television series. They'll mm. be filming the unveiling and some other key coast um, locations that have inspired Natasha for a television series that they'll be producing. So we're very excited for that. Nice. Right. Nice. Are you a fan of poetry? I am a fan of poetry. Uh, One of the other programs that I get to work on at the Mississippi Arts Commission is managing the nomination of our state's Poet Laureate. So a few years ago, I worked with a couple key partners like the Mississippi Library Commission, Humanities Council, and uh, University Press of Mississippi to generate uh, names for our governor to select our current Poet Laureate, who's Catherine Pierce. Right, right. You know, I'd love to know. I don't think I ever had a chance to just ask you. Tell me a little bit about you. Like, how did you matriculate to this position? Like, uh, you know, the schools you went to and your interests and things like that. Because we've worked together on a few things, but I've never been able to ask you that. 
Well, I've been at Mac for a while. Um, I am from Mississippi. I grew up in Madison County. I went to uh, Mississippi College and got a degree in English literature. And after I got my bachelor's degree, I moved to Kentucky to pursue a master's degree in folklore, which is something that I have in common with one of the scholars who writes for our trail, uh, Joanne Pritchard Morris. We both have degrees in folklore from mm-hmm. Western Kentucky University, which was a great thing to bond over as we worked on this program together. And as while I was in school at WKU, I found out that two of our alumni were at, uh, at the Mississippi Arts Commission, and I was looking for an internship. Wow. And I started interning there in 2016 and never left. Mm-hmm. A hilltopper. Exactly. <laughs> that's what hill- Western Kentucky is. They're the hilltoppers. Oh, that's what they call them. Yeah. Your spanning knowledge of sports, Jay, uh, never I'm ceases sorry. to amaze me. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I didn't even know it was sports. <laughs> It was a tall hill to walk up every time you had really? to go to class. Are there, you serious? Uh, Bowling Green, Kentucky is built on seven hills, kind of like the seven hills of Rome, which they like to point out. And the university <laughs> is on the tallest one. And what? all the parking is at the bottom of that hill. <laughs> no. That would have, that would have, I would have not went to the school just because they of that. They know what they're doing. They're yeah. getting your heart pumping. Get, get you in shape. I know. If you God. also went to Mississippi College, you're like, well, at least there is some parking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. used to find parking all the time. I'm a Mississippi College alum. I know how to find a spot over there. Okay. Yeah, you be taking up the <laughs> you might need to do a, You might need to do a class. Never got towed. <laughs> you cannot share that information. She can't share her secrets with you. Exactly. <laughs> there's some there's some cubbyhole parking spots around there. Oh. That, I mean, parking lots that you can find mm. around MC. So, yeah, that's good stuff. Okay, so I'm 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 a newbie to poetry, but the laureate. Explain to me what that is and how do you become a poet laureate? Um, well, our process in Mississippi is a kind of unique. I, I don't, well, to this, to this, I guess we take uh, nominations from the public. Then we review those nominations with a panel of literary scholars and experts. They select some candidates that we then interview, and the finalists are sent uh, to the governor's office, and the governor actually makes the final selection. The Poet Laureate is the state's premier poet. They are um, read poetry and recite on official occasions, and they also usually will manage a poetry initiative in the state. We also use our Poet Laureate um, to help produce our Poetry Out Loud poetry recitation competition, which is usually... uh, Recorded here at MPP, yeah, it right? Is, it is. I have worked that event here. <laughs> it's it's amazing watching those students uh, really put their heart into right. feeling everything behind those words. Right, mm-hmm. right. They are good. They are really good. I, I've written a little bit when I was in high school, but I kind of got away from writing poetry. But the well, students our current poet laureate, her uh, her motto is that poetry is for everybody. Mm-hmm. So. I love that. I love that. Can you tell us a little bit about more um, marker dedications that may be coming up this year? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, everything slowed down during the pandemic. So we actually have quite a few markers uh, that are in storage ready to be unveiled. We're looking forward to Lerone Bennett's marker, who was the Mm -hmm. 40-year executive editor at Ebony Magazine Mm -hmm. that will be in Clarksdale, Mississippi. We also have some big names like John John Grisham, Grisham. uh, William Alexander Percy. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, I'm looking forward to a new wave of markers being produced. We have recently secured some funding with Visit Mississippi as our partner to continue producing trail markers. Right, right. right. That's good stuff. If somebody wanted to know more about the markers and where they could go to see them, if it's online, can you let my listeners know a little bit about where they can go? Absolutely. You can find out more about the Mississippi Riders Trail on the Mississippi Arts Commission website, arts.ms.gov forward slash writers. There is a map there that you can see the spread of markers that have been installed across the state. You can also see the criteria for selection and see what our process is for producing the markers on that webpage. Right. Now, Kristen, this marker unveiling is uh, going to be on the coast, right, in, Gulf, in Gulfport? It will be. This will be our first marker on the coast, and I'm excited for this yes, and more. <laughs> I know. And Maggie, Maggie, uh, out of our office, shout out to Maggie. She's our our lead uh, from Visit Mississippi, who uh, with the Riders Trail with you guys. Uh, so I know she will be in attendance. But what is it about? You know, I, I want to ask her this, and and I want to ask you, what is it about the coast? You think it's such a hub for authors and fine artists and. Uh, uh, do you call them potters, pottery people? Who do pottery? Ceramicists. Ceramicists. Oh, ceramicists. Woo, that's sliced. I thought it was just some pottery folks. See there? <laughs> we got to come up. I know we do. What do you think it is about the coast? Yeah, I think the coast is such an interesting intersection. You always have the um, the ocean and the land kind of working uh, in opposition. You have people and the flora and fauna. And if, uh, you see artists like Walter Anderson that are so heavily inspired by the landscape. I see writers also inspired by that same landscape. And I think that's one of the reasons that it's so important to put a physical marker in the ground as a part of that landscape and recognize the contributions that place, community, and people have made to literary legacies. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I love yeah. all of that. Kristen, you are just a breath of knowledge for sure you. when it comes down to the arts. So we need her back. Yeah, you did great. So I can learn more about ceramicists. <laughs> say it right. Ceramic? Did I say it right? You did. Oh, okay. I just had to. <laughs> you had me stop. I just had to put a little doubt in your heart. <laughs> you had me stop for a second. I was like, wait a minute. We'll take you over to the Craftsman's Guild and show you some stuff. There you go. I want right. y'all to know how many times I asked her before she came on how to pronounce laureate. <laughs> it was a lot. I would say. What were you saying? Laureate. Mm, like mm, eight, mm, ate mm, it at the mm, end, but no. no. <laughs> not that. (laughs) Again, this has been Kristen Brandt. She is with the Mississippi Arts Commission. We are talking about the marker dedication, writer's marker dedication for American poet Natasha Treatherway. That again, tell tell my listeners again when that's going to be. It'll be at 2 o'clock on Tuesday, November, uh, January 17th. Yeah, that's this coming Tuesday. This coming Tuesday, and it'll be at the Ship Island Excursions right at the ferry where her uh, poem Native Guard starts. Oh, wow. Mm. I went to Ship Island Excursions. I love that ferry, and so it's going to be a good time down mm-hmm. there. Kristen, thank you again for joining us here on Next Stop Mississippi. Thank you for thank having you, me. Kristen. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jermaine Flood. In with me is my traveling partners, my right hand and my left hand men. Kamel is the right hand. There we go. That's what I'm with right there. And I just had to tell him he is the best co-host aside from Jay. Jay, that puts you a little under me, sir. Who is the left hand man? It's got weird real fast. (laughs) 
I don't. I don't need to be assigned a hand. I can just, I'm just here to help. <laughs> He's the left hand man. <laughs> you don't need to be under me. Either, so. <laughs> so, our org chart, chart so. can be straight. It's right. a straight line. That's what I was. I was uh, yeah. promoting that to you the other day. Right. And you were like, no. I was like, no. It's a straight line. Well, you talk the most, so you're at the top. And, and, and <laughs> thank line. you for no. the the compliment, but I couldn't. I can only be your backup because I tell you all the time, you are. Amazing. Well, let and me I tell know you, the listeners think that, and they know that too. You is kind. You is smart. <laughs> you is smart. You are nuts. <laughs> you is important. Oh, I'm doing with you today. I'm done. I'm just happy you're here. <laughs> Ooh, we'd be having too much fun. Yeah, They're going to fire me for having too much really fun. We really do have too much I'll fun on you, here. Right? It's good stuff. Okay. So you already know what's happening around your neck of the woods. We're going to get into that now. But my first question is, do either one of y'all eat gumbo? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Well, she's home out. Oh, okay. So do you eat it with okra? Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, no? I don't have to have it, but if it's in there... Add to the party. If it's in there, I'm passing the plate. Are you serious? Yes, because so it's okra. Is a, it is a it is a red light for your gumbo. Either yes. you're a gumbo okra, or either you're a non okra gumboer. Why not the gum the okra? Because it makes right, it now, slimy. Here's, here's, slimy. It. I see what you're saying there, and here's my take on that. Okra should be fried all the time. Yes, yeah. and I agree, but I'm not eating that either. <gasps> mm, there's problem. How dare you? Mm-mm. I'm fried not eating okra. fried okra. I'm and I'm definitely not going to eat any boiled okra. <laughs> I like the way you enunciated that. I just want everybody to know. <laughs> you don't like some black-eyed peas with okra on top. Why did you do that? Because uh, Gloria King makes it like that, I and hate, it's amazing. We, Why we, did you do that? We have people that have come into the studio. What? Non, Non-radio people <laughs> who have come into the studio. <laughs> to talk about gumbo? To tell us that, hey, look, you could pick the okra out. But if the okra's not in there, it's not going to come together like you need gumbo I need to, to come together. Here, here, tell, tell her. I, well, tell I tried her. to get her to, t- to say that, but she didn't want to. Once you cook it with okra, you I, can't the pick the slime out. This is, this is Lisa Lancaster. This is. The okra has to be in there. I don't like okra. It's gross. But <laughs> I tried to make gumbo <laughs> without okra one time, and it just wasn't right. So you need a little a little slime? You need a little slime. A little sl- that's what I'm talking it's about. It's slime. It's slime. <laughs> It's not slime. But you'll totally pass up on it's the slime. entire meal. So if your gumbo. grandmama fried up some okra, you wouldn't yes. eat it. I would. I, I pass up on, yes, all of that. Wow. What you said inside the gumbo, everybody can have the gumbo now. All right. Everybody can have, I mean, if, if, if I'm not eating it, everybody can have the fried okra pieces. <laughs> the fried okra. <laughs> You're know. just, the look of disgust on your I face. I am. I, I, I do. My face turns up. Yes, it did. When I think about it, it, it and it does, okra and liver thing. go together. Okay, yeah, they're not in the same category, but I feel you. Same thing, okay. same thing. Look, you need the right fried. Okra. I just threw fried okra completely away. You really did. Um, <laughs> but the reason why we're talking about gumbo is because there's a gumbo cook-off at the Biloxi Bay RV Resort. Um, this is in, the entry fee gets you all you can eat. So if that bad boy has got okra in it, you're eating all of that. Um, Pile it up. Eating Mm -hmm. starts at 12. Teams will have the gumbo ready by then. Um, Live music provided by John Matthews at 2 p.m. And there are payouts. 
for this gumbo. Mm. First prize, $250. Mm. Second prize, $100. And third prize, $50. There is a People Choice payout prize of $250. It's a serious business. Serious business. So this is the Biloxi Bay RV Resort Gumbo Cook-Off. If you want more information, you can visit our events page. Um, Anybody like bees? <laughs> B like, like, like the bee that stings? Or would you like to learn more about bees? I would. Okay. There's a beekeeping 101 session my that's coming. My father-in-law is a beekeeper. <laughs> really? Yes. So y'all he's get da- free well, honey. Dabbled. Y'all get free honey. We've got some. How does he not get... I just don't understand how they don't get stung to death. Uh, well, um, that's not their bag necessarily unless they feel threatened. And uh, you just got to go about it the right way. And you got to have the little smoke machine. He doesn't get stung hardly ever. Well, if you, if you get the smoke machine, like you you, you hit him with the smoke and it confuses him, like they know what's going on. Oh uh, well. Yeah. So well, what it sounds <laughs> like is he has gotten stung enough for it not to matter anymore. Well, I, I don't think their sting <laughs> like it's honeybees, right? So I don't think I don't think their sting is like super bad. And you wear a little outfit. You got your hand, you got your little outfit, you got your arms covered, you got yeah. your face covered. So yeah, the little outfit is what saves you. Yeah, can you, can you eat the the wafers or whatnot? That I the, think so. You can eat that? I think you can. I don't know if it's it if edible. you're supposed to. It Jay, looks edible. It does. What the the honeycomb? The honeycomb. Oh yeah, they eat that. Yeah. 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 Who's, you can eat that. Who's they? Well, people who eat honeycomb. <laughs> right. Of course. Of course. Jay. There's a right. whole corner of those folks. <laughs> I'm, I'm in the corner. I think there was a point to your asking. We got way off track. That's my fault. No, that's okay. But you could actually present at this Beekeeping 101 because you know so much no, I don't. about beekeeping. I'll get us all in trouble. <laughs> the Mississippi Gulf Coast Beach Keeper, Beach Beekeepers. I'm going to say that again. Beach that's Beekeepers. A, wait a minute. Wow. The, the BBK. Slow it down. Whoa. <laughs> the BBK, the Beach Beekeepers. <laughs> the Mississippi Gulf Coast Beach Beekeepers Association, yes. In partnership with the Mississippi Beach Beekeepers Association, yes. Mm. Are happy to present their it. 2023 Beekeeping 101 class. Now, these are free of charge. So, like the free information you just got from Jay, you can get it from this beekeeping. (laughs) Discard my information and learn from the experts. Right. So, you can join them on those days to learn more about the fascinating world of honeybees and beekeeping. They'll do introductions, why you should keep bees, what all it takes, the equipment, and just everything that that beekeeping entails. So, that's going to be in Long Beach, Mississippi, 300 North Cleveland Avenue tomorrow. Saturday, January 14th from 2 until All 4 right. p.m. for more information. Hit Down on. in Long Beach. Don't tell me. Look, we're acting like these bees aren't important. These bees go away. We'll be eating water for dinner. And oh, they're really important better. because they help pollinate yeah, everything. Yeah, exactly. they, have, they have an important role. They do. Sure. Important. I'll let a bee sting me just so everybody can stay. All right. That's uh, healthy. You, you see, that's you are weird. such a philanthropist. Why did I go there? Don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> Pleasure and pain or something like that. Something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So So you can be down in Biloxi at the gumbo cook-off, get your okra fill, and then leave and go over to Long Beach. And get some honey. And learn how to keep bees. Mm, mm, Or maybe go there first and get your honey Take it to your gumbo cook-off. That's how you can, you can drown out your uh, your, your okra with some honey. Well, I was just about to say, I'm going to use the honey in lieu Mm. It'll be like a sweet gumbo. Mm. <laughs> right, that's getting really weird. Now. I know. Lisa's how running. Al- how much alcohol is involved? Lisa is running around the corner right now like, you can't put honey, honey in gumbo. 
I got what she was saying, though. The, right. The okra may not be the food you want to eat out of it. But now, it, it, when it cooks, it helps bring it all together. It does what add it, a slime factor. What, we, it produces, slime factor. what it produces, you can't pull out of there. Just <laughs> it, You can pull the pieces out. You can't pull that slime out of there. No, you cannot. Okay, last event <laughs> for MPB's Workforce, Wednesday, uh, MPB's Workforce Wednesday is coming up. They're presenting a glance at Mississippi's workforce. Um, this is featuring Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman. He's kicking off the year with a talk about the workforce. He'll discuss the challenges and opportunity our state faces. Plus, uh, they'll share why we need to educate students about the many different pathways to work in Mississippi. This is limited seating right here at MPB's um, building, 3825 Ridgewood Road. Um, this is a free session. This session will also, though, be live streamed on the MPB Education Facebook page and via Zoom. To learn more about this, and this is happening Wednesday, January 18th. That's next Wednesday, 1130 a.m. until 1230 p.m. If you'd like to join in person or virtually, visit our events page for more information about that. So now it's time to take another quick break, Jay. We've we've eaten gumbo, ate some honey, honey learn about put bees. The, put the honey in the gumbo. And then we're gonna go find us a good job at the Workforce Wednesday event. I got a good job. <laughs> you do. You really do. Uh, he's gonna go there. He's gonna look for more clients. That's what he's gonna do. <laughs> right. That's he's a scouter. He's That's a scouter. It. That's it. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio and in with us right now. I am super excited. This next segment is going to be a humdinger because I'm excited. Um, in with us right now is the Opera Mississippi Voices of Freedom concert. And they're going to tell us more about this. But the Opera Mississippi Voices from that concert are here. Um, a Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day celebration that's going to be happening this Monday, January 16th at 7 p.m. at Dueling Hall. In with us right now, Temperance Jones. She's the soprano. John Christopher Adams. He's the tenor. And Smiley Abrams spoken word poet welcome to next stop mississippi thank, thank, you. Good to be here. thank you okay back information before we get to <laughs> before we get to talking john christopher adams is an alum of northwest rankin high school's class of 2001 and so am i so go we Cougars? go way back yes. like four flats on a cadillac we wow. go back like uh what'd you say honey and gumbo no <laughs> <laughs> Classmates are talking about me now because I suggested that we switch the honey and the okra. So, Chris, they they don't like me no more. Am I not in the text group anymore? Well, you got out of the text group before because we were talking too much for you. (laughs) But um, you are really thrown out now for putting honey in your gumbo. And that's why I just told you, do not ever invite me to your house if you put honey in gumbo. Not even even that you took the okra out. I just put the honey in. People are trying your gumbo and they're like, is this sweet? What is this sweetness I'm tasting? And where's the okra? What is this? Let me tell you what I've never claimed to be. A cook. Like, what is this pie she just made with shrimp in it? That's what the okra is. The okra is in the apple pie. Oh, God. It's going to hold it together. Give that apple pie a little slime. A little congealed. We will do all the cooking. You just bring plates. Fake She's the chips lady. I am you the chips. Yeah, chips. chips. We drinks. Drinks. Plates, chips cups, dip. forks. I do that. Right. I do that. I don't even want to do a dip. Wow. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to look at the doorbell. If you have anything that looks like a 
plate in your hand. Uh-oh. You cannot come in. <laughs> here comes Jerry. She got a casserole dish. Uh-uh. Do not invite me to deep south dining to talk about anything. Right. This is going to be so much fun, and it's going to be so informative because you already know Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day is coming up. And Dueling Hall is presenting this on behalf of Opera Mississippi's Voices of Freedom concert. Again, that's a Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day celebration happening Monday, January 16th at 7 p.m. Now, tell me, one, Chris, I'll just start with you. How long have you been with Opera Mississippi now? So I think I did my first (laughs) show with them in like 2003. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, of course, I moved to Alabama in 2017. So I've been away for about five years. But this is my first show coming back. Really? Yep. It's my first. The first one you're, you're, you're on coming back. Yep. Yep, That's yep. good stuff, Chris. That's I mean, excited. two years after we, you've been with them that long? Uh-huh. Wow. I'm good. old. <laughs> we don't want to tell our age, but we are not 20. No, we ain't 20. <laughs> but if you had 20 more to it, you'll get somewhere around where you we're at. Get in the general ballpark. Right, so, you'll yeah. get in the general ballpark of where we're at. So That's good stuff, though, Chris. Yeah. I didn't know you've been with them since 2003. Yeah, I started when I was in undergrad at Mississippi College. So. Right, wow. right. Yep. Temperance, your, your history with Opera Mississippi. Um... I got connected through a summer program that I did abroad in uh, Germany, and uh, Stacy, who's the executive director, was artistic director of that, and brought me on on staff. So I am the um, outreach and volunteer coordinator for Opera Mississippi, and I have been for the past two years. Um, but I sing. I'm an artist, and I'm happy to be a part of this program. Yay, yeah, that's good <laughs> stuff. How long have you been singing? Since forever? Yeah, since forever. Um, studied vocal performance in undergrad here at Haven, yeah. and uh, yeah been yeah. singing ever since right yeah. I forgot too while you when you mentioned Bellhaven we're also double alum yeah. From Mississippi College. Mississippi College, yeah. I forgot mm. about that. I yeah. forgot about that. Look at us. Smart folks. Smart folks. Yeah, it's smart folks. Or... This show is doing it like a Choctaw. Are we smart? Are we a little special for we, that high issue? I'm a little special. I think so. I think so. I'm a little special. Chris is smart. I'm special. <laughs> she said she knows where the parking spaces are I at do. MC earlier. I right? do. I do. I stayed for a year and a half anymore, but that's, I mean, I would pay for that information. Like, <laughs> retrospectively. On the dark you just got to know which police officers are patrolling Camp there it is. Oh. Park anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There yeah. Is. And then 100%. which of those little corner lots that you can get in exactly. and nobody's going? Exactly. Yep. So he parked by the chapel for four years. <laughs> Look, even when I was on campus, I parked in commuter parking for the whole five years I was there. Because it was easy. Let's not talk about the fact I was there for five years. So Send all the, of his tickets to his I was, house. <laughs> I was on the extended plan. Hey, but that's yeah. all right. Me, me and Chris could, could go, but Chris, it took me three and a half years to get out of Heinz. Well, see, I transferred after <laughs> I transferred after one semester from Delta State, and so that threw me off a little bit. Because, you know, mm. our freshman year is when September 11th happened. Yeah. And so a lot of stuff was changing. I was ready to get back yeah. closer to family. So That's good stuff. I, I extended my stay. That's good stuff. <laughs> now, Smiley won the best first name in the history of first names. <laughs> Definitely. Smiley, how long have you been with Opera Mississippi, or are you just kind of coming in as poet? I am coming in as poet. I uh, just got reached out, Temperance reached out to me, and uh, 
yeah, I just decided to join in and share some spoken word for the event. Right. And I want everybody to get prepped. Smiley's going to give us a little something today. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Smiley's going to give us a little something today. So since we got about 10 more minutes left, I want to go ahead and get into the concert series um, Four Voices of Freedom, a Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Day celebration. What made y'all want to put this on? Temperance, tell me, tell me a little bit about the thought process behind this one. Um, well, this concert is actually the first of its kind with Opera Mississippi, and it's taken a while to get there. Um, but I presented uh, the idea to our artistic director, and he was on board. Yeah. And um, brought in, mentioned John Christopher and Tiffany Williams, who is also part of um, the concert, too, myself, and Ramel Brooks, who is from South Carolina. Um and this is just a collaborative team effort. Mm-hmm. Um, I also wanted to bring something different, which is why I reached out to Smiley, because um, not only is like songs, freedom songs, a part of our history, but so is poetry mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. art in that way. Right, it really is. Yeah. Wow. It really is. In Temperance, you you say you're uh, the outreach coordinator. Yes. Tell tell the listeners who don't know what Opera Mississippi is about Opera Mississippi and how it got established and kind of its mission. Yeah, sure. Um, opera Mississippi is the ninth oldest um, opera company, professional opera company in the United States. Wow. And um, it has. Um, it was started by some ladies from Belhaven who loved opera and um, has been going ever since. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I do with outreach is try to put pop-up concerts, little little things around town that we collaborate with, like the District Thursdays at the District mm-hmm. or Fondren Live mm-hmm. in the area um, to try and get people back to this type of artistry mm-hmm. um, because I don't, and us as a company, don't want opera to be um, a lost art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Chris introduced me. Now, we sung in choir together in high school. Did we ever? <laughs> Literally from she our junior sing? high years. Yeah. Did you sing? Jermaine was a strong baritone. See, don't have Chris in here cracking jokes. He knows I was a, he knows I was a second soprano. <laughs> that was so on time. That was good. Don't feed into that, Kamel. He Come wants on. to feed I into woo, 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 woo. Oh, there it is. There's that very tall. You hear it. You hear it. Yeah, we started in junior high together, I'm guessing. Yeah, we did. And, wow. We did. We started well, in junior high. I was just telling high. them out there, I was like, because she was asking if we had a show choir. Then I said, we were called a show choir, but we weren't like a show show choir. No, now. Because you know. Now they d- dress up. Right. They we have had, outfit changes. We had the full yeah. concert dress, but I was telling her how Miss Morgan used to play the death march when we would um, when we'd be talking too much in choir or when we were getting in trouble, she would play the death march. And, like, she didn't care anything about that. Like, she would throw you and your cup yeah, out of she class. Would. She did not care. I never got thrown out, but I knew somebody I who got stayed, thrown out on multiple occasions. I stayed in the hallway. You and John. It was John John mostly. It wasn't me. 
<laughs> you and John. <laughs> but that, that's definitely our yeah. history with it. Yeah. And then Chris got out, and then he started singing opera, and I was mm-hmm. like, wow, what mm-hmm. a transition mm-hmm. from what we were doing into what you're doing now. Well, I, I so appreciate per, uh, positions like temperances because I think for so long, mm-hmm. opera audiences have been on the decline because everybody thinks it's such a, a highbrow art form. Mm-hmm. And positions like that that bring opera to the everyday person, you may come to an opera event and hear no opera at all. Right. I, before I moved, I was doing do, uh, Dueling Hall concert series. I did all like Rat Pack music and Broadway. So mm. there's something for everyone. And mm-hmm. I think if we can if we can tear down the stigma around us being so highbrow, because mm-hmm. you know I'm from Fannin. I know. You from around the corner. <laughs> right. 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 We don't up, sing opera on the corner. No. I grew, up, I grew up calling cows. Right. You know? and so, <laughs> so it's nice to to see people and, and, and participate in an art form now that is so much more approachable. Right. And so, you know, bringing spoken word into it and different elements. I think that's what helps it um, appeal to the masses, and hopefully we can change what the audiences look like. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, God's, I don't want to see people out there in their furs and formals. Like, I need to see some right. Timberlands and right. some. I, know I want right. to see everybody out there. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think Absolutely. that'd be good. That'd Absolutely. be good. That's good. That's good Absolutely. stuff too. So, Smiley, I want to get to you and and talk about the importance of um, what it is you do with poetry and why it's so important for us to recognize again this year, like we've done for years past, Dr. Martin Luther King's, um, his, his actual, I'm trying to get it out. Kamel, help me. (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) The importance that he has on everything when it comes down to what we've done since the civil Mm, rights movement and all. So tell me a little bit about that. Um, just about the significance of poetry, spoken word. I think, honestly, uh, what poetry does, it allows you to tap into the heart. Mm. Um, And and specifically with spoken word, there's uh, just the the way that you can say it, that the words can speak so much life into you. Mm -hmm. Um, And just thinking about the historical aspect as our people, uh, we had words. Uh, And so, like, we were on the field singing, speaking, powerful moments. And so I think that those signs uh, speak so much to why I love to write and I love to mm. recite and share. Right. Well, if you can, can you share something with us? I now? will. I will. Okay. Uh, this is uh, just a piece called uh, I wrote when I was just reflecting on the sun sunrise. Um, allow the sun rays to blend with your melanin, serotonin, choose happiness as sun peaks over the horizon, sunrise, close your eyes and feel be rest in the moment be anointed by the sun's glow lay and embrace let the sun kiss your face pause life is not a race friends enjoy pray every day is the sun's day that's it mm-hmm. oh yes that. yes sir yes sir all right, class, snap it up, snap it up. That's right. It said, choose happy. I know that's right. Oh, that's the read as much as it is the word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good job, yeah. sir. Hand him a phone book, let him start reading. <laughs> right. <laughs> Larry Johnson. I know. <laughs> 1801. Yeah, 1801. Capitol Street. That was the address first and then the number. Wow. Smiley, that, that was is great. Some, that's some good stuff. And I, I can't wait for everybody to see both, all three of you all, on the show yeah. and and actually witness your poetry in person. So such good stuff. That's such great, good stuff. Man. So Temperance, yeah. I'm gonna go back to you. There's a lineup coming up 
past this, you've got future stars of the stage coming up for mm-hmm. um, Opera Mississippi, La Divina. Um, that's coming up as well. Right. And I don't even know how to pronounce the dive. Deflator Mouse. Deflator Mouse. Deflator Mouse, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So y'all have shows coming up. Can you let our listeners know where they can go to get more information about Opera Mississippi? Yes, you can go to operamississippi.org for all your tickets and um, all the show information. Um, Some of those shows are at Dueling Hall. And then um, Deflator Mouse will actually be back in Thaliamara. We took a short hiatus because of covid and haven't been there since 2019 so um we're excited to be back in thalimara for defilator mouse that's good stuff well i am so what'd you say jay a great venue oh oh, okay 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 i've never been but i want to go now that's where we graduated where thalimara hall oh i thought you said dueling hall Oh, you've never been to Dueling Hall? No, I've never oh, been to Dueling. Oh, you've never been to Dueling. I've only seen it on photos. I've only seen Dueling on photos. I've only seen it on photos. It's such an intimate Get y'all friend. Yeah. Okay, okay. She don't eat gumbo. She she puts honey in it. Yeah, exactly. Get y'all friend. She eats fruit soup. Everybody forget about that honey gumbo thing. Fruit soup. Y'all, it's been so good. And I want to thank Temperance, John Christopher, and Smiley Adams for joining us here today as well as Kristen Brandt. It's been another great show and another great trip. Again, thank you all for coming on. Kamel, thank you for being the right-hand man today. (laughs) While we've got a second, the Mississippi Arts Hour is produced by the Mississippi Arts Commission, who we had guests on today. That Their show airs on Music Radio Saturday at 11. Okay. And Think Radio Sunday at 5 p.m. And there's archives of episodes of that show dating back to 2006 on the podcast to search Mississippi Arts Hour. That's why he's a left-hand man. Find out more information about these (laughs) and other events across the state. Visit our events calendar at mpbonline.org. I'm Jermaine Flood for Kamel King and Jay White. Stay tuned for Southern Remedy for Women. Join us next Friday at 10 a.m. for another great trip here on Next Stop Mississippi. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.